Well, we're actually doing a podcast again for the first time since uh, the great exodus of Matt Wood. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people are texting in and asking what happened, what's going on. And I'm, I'll just tell from my side of things, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to give any extra details than I need to. Right. Um, I was just as surprised by this as everybody else. I had no idea this was coming. Um, I thought that Wood was going to do the show remotely from Tennessee, and that was what we were going to do. And the Tuesday after the Christmas party, he called me up and told me I've accepted another job. And it was, dude, it was like a, just a, a boulder to the chest. Like, I just did not see it coming I remember all. getting, so JD came into the studio and told me too, and I, I felt the same way. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it just didn't seem real. And if you want any details about what's going on, you'll have to reach out to Wood on social media. Yep. Because I don't want to put his business out there. I wish him the best. I really do. Um it, he he has a he has a goal in mind and he's chasing after it and I will never fault anybody for that. Can't. Um I'm just sad because I've been in radio a really long time and I know how special what we had was. Like it you don't get that very often mm-hmm. and and so naturally. And so that that's one of the biggest I'm going to miss the laughs like when the mics were off even and just I'm going to miss hanging out with him at at events and things like that, but this is just where we at. It was his 100% his decision to leave the show. Um, wasn't a latent broadcasting decision, nope. wasn't wasn't anything. It was just he has a new goal in mind, and that's what he's chasing. And, you know, like we were talking about before, it's one of those things that you can't fault somebody for chasing their dreams. Nope. It's a decision that everybody's making. you got to live with the decisions now, and you yeah. hope for the best for everybody, and that's all, kind of all we hope for the best for what? And the hardest part for me is I was completely blindsided by it, so I had to just figure out – you know, in, in a couple of days' time, how to do this show by myself and, you know, get Wood's name off of everything. And it just, it, it, I, I feel like my hair's been on fire for the past few days. And I just ask for patience from everyone as, as I try and navigate these waters because it is, it is weird. Like, we did the feud today. Yep. And it was weird, you know, because it was weird without I mean, Wood. it was normal because you lost. Right. And I did terribly. <laughs> And it was fun, and I uh, thanks to Jen Leverance from the newsroom, everybody's just kind of stepping in yeah. and, and helping out where we need the help, and that's just dang, that's just cool. So thinking about maybe even coming in early in the morning next week. For I, you. I'm shocked, dude. I am shocked. If I show up late one day, you got to cut me. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, you get all the slack in the world, Perfect. sir. But anyway, so that's the deal. And I'm just gonna. I, I gave a much longer explanation on the air, but when I listened back to it, I I wasn't happy with some of the stuff I said. Because I, I only, like you said, Brian, I should only talk from my perspective, and that's all I'm doing. Perfect. So let's get on to the podcast now. We did do a round of the few today, which is pretty fun. Jen Leverance from the newsroom joined us. We also did, what are your unwritten rules? I had so much fun doing this this morning, and thanks to everybody who called in. And you can hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. So have you ever successfully completed a video game? You know what? Jen Leverance uh, is in here right now from our newsroom. Jen Leverance, have you ever successfully finished a video game? No. I've been trying for 34 years to beat Super Mario Land on my Game Boy that <laughs> yeah. I that I got when Do I you was, really still have a Game Boy? I have a Game Boy. Oh, that's awesome. A little spinach colored dot matrix. Oh, screen. that's cool. Yeah, and I and now I need like glasses to look at. Yeah. But yeah, I have been trying for thirty four years to beat that game. I just can't do it. Well, check this out. There's a thirteen year old kid in Oklahoma, and this story is going like ultra viral viral right now. He is the first person ever to finish to beat the original Nintendo version of Tetris. Wait, how do you do that? I don't know. His name is Willis Gibson. He's a YouTuber, which I'm sure his channel is about to explode right now. And he managed to reach the legendary kill screen at level 157, a point at which the game crashes and it can no longer function. He's the only person ever to do this. Oh, 
I didn't know you could do that because I would go to like the level nine and then I'd play the different levels on level right. nine. Right. And I could get past nine three, but never nine four. And that's how I thought you beat the game. No. Well, anyway, the only thing that ever did this before was AI. They use an AI assisted tool and see only thing ever that reached the kill screen, except for this kid, this 13 year old kid who did it. Oh my, I've, I've had a Game Boy for 34 years and I did not know that that was possible. I, I didn't either. I thought that was so cool. I think the only game I, I, I thought that I finished was Zelda. Oh. And so I, I, and I was, it was such an accomplishment because I always gave up. I gave up on Super Mario Bros. There's not a game I didn't give up on. <laughs> but Zelda, I, Metroid, that was another one I gave up on. But Zelda, I thought I got to the another screen. And then I realized there was like a whole other game that I had to play to really finish. Oh. And I was like, done. I'm going outside. What about a, what about Rock Band? Have you ever finished that one? No. Oh. But I do love playing Rock Band. Oh, Rock Band's the best. On the simplest setting. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jen, since you're in here, I would like to ask a favor of you. Okay. Would you stick around and play the feud with us? Because Brian Riley's stepping in the studio right now. <laughs> Are you would kidding? You, I'd love to. Would you facilitate the feud? I'd love to. Awesome. Because we need three people to do this. And Brian Riley now joins us in the studio. Yep. And Jennifer Leverins from the newsroom was nice enough to say, I'll facilitate the feud if you and Brian want to go head to head. So I get to guess? We've never done this before. I haven't gotten to guess yet. No, oh you have I've always been the host. Well, and the funny thing is now, we can't call you erroneous. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can yell that. I can start <laughs> screaming that. Yes! So, Jen Leverins, being from our newsroom, are you okay slumming it a little bit? <laughs> And playing the feud with us. Uh, you know what? I have heard you guys through two doors, and I've always thought, what is going on in there? So I'm good. All right. So, excuse me. So you have a question ready. Don't say it yet. I do. Okay. We're going to turn off our headphones. Okay. Jennifer Leverance, I'm not looking at you. Please tell everyone what the question is. Name an activity that requires you to use your lips. Are we good? You're good. Okay. All right. Headphones back on. We will play a round of the feud with whatever question Jen Leverin just asked. Coming up next. Jennifer Leverin's from our newsroom. Nice enough to host the feud today as Brian Riley and I go head to head. All right, Jen. What question do you have for us today? We asked 100 people, mm. name an activity that requires you to use your lips. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Brian yes. Riley, we're going head to head. That's what we have up today in this round of The, the Feud. Now this is a brand new clean slate. Are you? Do you feel confident in yourself now? You're no, like you have I the do, experience. I, I don't actually. <laughs> you know I'm always good for one. Yeah, the first one. And since Brian Riley, since you're brand new yeah. to competing, I will let you go first. You shouldn't have done that because I'm going to take your number one. <laughs> right. Probably. Well, yeah, I'll know it well is. I mean, let's let's do it to it. Okay. Use your lips. A little kissing. A little smooching action. Kissing. That is correct. There we go. Is that the number one answer? It is not. What? Really? Okay. I think I, I have some other ones. I'm good. What the heck else do you use your lips for? Um, oh, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> let's see. Right, the question one more time, please, Jennifer Leverins. Name an activity that requires you to use your lips. There's kissing. How about... <laughs> How about blowing? <laughs> Stop! Like, Stop it! Like blowing out a candle? Well, yeah, like... Like that. If oh, you guys, if you guys yeah. would okay. stop being children Yo. and stop being so sophomoric, <laughs> you said it first. I, well, I had a feeling that uh, that was what you were talking about. Yes. No, you did. Like blowing out a candle. No. Yeah. Oh. See, I took your one answer. Right. What the <laughs> heck else do you use your lips for? I've got one. Okay. Like, tongue would be easier. Sorry. Because you use. I'm just saying you use that for so much more, like licking a stamp. Right? Well, 
you know, you kiss with your lips. Yes. You also whistle using oh, your lips. Oh, is whistling on that list? Whistling is on the list. Come on, Andy. <laughs> your first time. This is easy. I don't know why you guys are yelling erroneous half the time. Maybe it's time to get rid of this game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, show, the show you could use a little freshening up. Change <laughs> the game to something else. I don't All know. right. What was that on the list, by the way? Whistling was number three. Number three. Okay. We still haven't gotten the number one answer? Nope. Oh, my gosh. All right. I think I got another one. I got another um, one. So you whistle, you kiss. Um, Dang. I'm going to say this, and it's it's going to sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> Word it right. Suck. <laughs> that is not. It's not. not what about a straw <laughs> or a lolly? <laughs> We're blow and suck. <laughs> the best way to describe Listen, you playing. Hold the on a second. Game. We are not. We are no. not taking the show into the Look, gutter. No, we're I'm, not. We're not. We have never been, nor will ever be that kind of show. Right. But those were really the only two I could come up with. Like with a straw, yeah. You're right. Just nope, doing sorry. an adjective of how you're playing this game. That's all. It do, was. You, do you? Do <laughs> you? Do you have any more? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's see. Let's see if you can guess any more. All right. How many, are, on, how many are on this list, by the way? Five. Five on the list. Okay. So we have whistling. Oh, wait, have wait, wait. One more time. What's the question? Name an activity that requires you to use your lips. An activity that requires you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm doing it right now. I'm what? talking. Oh, that is, is that on the list? <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> the fact that you first went to your oh two answers before what we're doing currently. The worst part is this isn't a bit. Like I, I really am that stupid. All right, so there's two more on the board. I really still. am dumb. There, there's two more on the board. Well, this one, this one might be a stupid. Eating? Do you use your lips for eating? Number one answer. You don't <laughs> use your li- you use your teeth and your tongue. Spaghetti? Well, I guess you that's s- sucking. <laughs> Man, Jen, I hate to say it, you, you were nice enough to come over from the newsroom and facilitate the feud. Erroneous. Now, look, hey, I, I, think this, I think this is great. I'm four zero. Hold on, I got one more to go. I got one more to go. You have one more. <laughs> okay, go. let's see if you can do okay. a clean sweep. Let's see let's if I can see. do a clean first time playing clean sweep. Okay, so there's kissing, there's eating. There's whistling. There's talking. You you would use your lips for. Ooh, I don't even know what else you would use your lips for. Yeah. For lip glossing, putting <laughs> chapstick on. I don't know. I, I don't. What else you do? You could have just said you don't. <laughs> but I, I wanted to give an answer. All right. What do we got, Jim? Yeah. What's okay. on the board? So give us just give us the rundown. Okay. Number one, eating food. Number two, talking. Number three, whistling. Number four, playing a horn. Oh, for pizza. To me, that would be blowing. Well, that wasn't. (laughs) And number five was kissing. All right. You know, hey, it's all going to take some getting used to. We're all getting to know each other. It's the same game. It hasn't changed. All right. Well, Jennifer Leverins, I appreciate you coming over from the newsroom to do this with us today. Thank you. We'll, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, we will. Um, I'm undefeated. Brian Riley, first time competing in the feud. You shouldn't be shocked. The people know. That's all right. I'll take this loss with dignity in today's round of The, the Feud. So what are some unwritten rules in life that we should all follow? The reason I bring this up is because on my drive home yesterday, I have to go through a construction zone, and I could tell that this one person, no one was letting this other person in. And I know everybody talks about the zipper merge and everything else. 
here's my thing about the zipper merge. In order for that to work, everybody needs to be on the same page. Like, <laughs> I think people drive too aggressively for the zipper merge to work. But anyway, I could tell no one was letting this person in. So I was like, all right, I'm going to let them in. And I let them in, and there was absolutely no wave whatsoever. Now, I could have driven right past them, and they probably would have sat waiting to merge with the rest of traffic for God knows how long. And I was thinking, that's just an unwritten social rule. When somebody lets you in, you just give them a quick wave. It definitely makes things a lot better. So I want to know from you, 320-656-9453, what are some of those unwritten social rules? Uh, Eric texted in. He says that uh, telling uh, telling a uniformed soldier, thank you for your service, is a must all the time. Absolutely. I do that every time I see a uniformed soldier. Uh, Let's see. Somebody else texting in. Jenny texting in. Never, ever ask a woman if she's pregnant, even if it's obvious that she's pregnant. Yeah, that's definitely one. I I think every man knows to never. Well, I'm sure women know, too, but every man knows you do not ask a woman if she's pregnant, even if it's completely obvious. You just assume that she's not. How about this one? Karen texting in. Stand a comfortable distance away from people when you're talking to them. I have to do this. I admittedly, when I have a couple of drinks, I know that I get a little spitty when I talk. So I definitely make sure that I'm standing way far back from people when I talk to them and when I'm sober or when I'm drinking, but I've just kind of made a habit of it. But those are some of the unwritten social rules that we should all just follow. So 320-656-9453, do you have one? My unwritten rule is that when you are a house guest, you leave the spare bedroom and the area even more clean than when you arrived. Uh, That is a perfect one right there. So let me ask you this. I have an aunt who, when she comes to stay with us, will pull all the sheets off the bed and, like, leave them in a ball on the bed. Now, is that rude or is that good? Because we'd have to wash them anyway. Yeah, I actually think that's good because you don't want to probably take control of the house and do the laundry. But if you kind of, you know, like that's a little intrusive. But if you strip the bed, then that's kind of, it saves everybody a step. This aunt will clean our house though. Like she'll come over and (laughs) she'll go, she'll go ham on cleaning up the house. One time she used this cleaner in our microwave, like this scented cleaner and cleaned our microwave with it. And I I would get nauseous every time I would run the microwave. Seriously, for like two months, it smelled like all our food tasted like this cleaner. And I was like, all right, you got to tell your Tia Biki to stop cleaning our house all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's too much. That is too much. Well, I appreciate the call. So what are some other ones that you can think of? Unwritten rules that we should all follow. This was a funny one that came in earlier. Melissa texted in, do not under any circumstances reply you're welcome to my thank you email. Now, I'm not sure why that's an unwritten rule, but that one just made me laugh for some rule. Uh, Here's one coming in from Jason. Unwritten rule. If you borrow someone's anything, you return it with a small gift. That's a good one. I think you kind of had the same thing you were talking about, right? If you borrow someone's anything. You borrow any kind of a vehicle, any kind of thing, or toys like that, make sure it's always filled up with gas. Do, Do you fill it up with gas, or you just make sure it's back where it was? No, you fill it up and you wash it. I do that, too. Dude, I do that with rental cars. I'm probably the only person that will run a rental car through a wash and vacuum it before I return it. (laughs) No, I haven't done that. I've, I've, you know, make sure you fill it back up. I've never washed a rental vehicle, so. I always feel like, I always feel like maybe they're, they're happy to see it come back nice and sparkly. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, definitely an unwritten rule. If you borrow someone's car, and I even say, if they give it to you on E, bring it back to them on full. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're doing you a favor by giving you a vehicle for, exactly. you know, for something. Hey, thank you for the call, brother. I appreciate it.
All right, let's see. Brittany texting in, always ask a new mom if you can hold their baby. Don't just take them. Good grief. Who's out there just snatching babies? I, I, I think over the it's, – it's funny I had that thought. It's funny you texted that in because a friend of ours recently had a baby, and they came over for a New Year's party at our house, and I didn't ask. I just picked the baby up, and I thought, well, even though I know this person, maybe I should be asking before I just grab their baby because I just got over a cough too. I felt – of course, a week later, I feel guilty about it. Uh, someone texted in. I am – who is this? Uh, Angie texted in. I'm five years older than my husband, and I hate it when he and I are out to eat with our kids and the wait staff ask if the checks are together or separate. My husband chuckles and says – Ma will take care of it. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe that's one, uh, an unwritten rule. Definitely don't uh, ask for separate checks. I'm not sure why that's an unwritten rule. Uh, what's up? What do you got? Opening the door, holding the door for an older person. Yes. That is one that is dying, isn't it? It, it is. And I hold the door for everybody, old, young, man, woman. I just hold the door for everybody. I do sometimes. It all depends. You know, like occasionally you'll get a screaming kid that is yelling and the the parents like come on and the kid doesn't want to go yeah i ain't waiting for that <laughs> <laughs> how about this one though how about saying thank you when someone holds the door for you i always say thank you always there was, the door open. there was one time i was leaving the uh, restroom at a bathroom and i didn't hold the door for the guy because i didn't see him behind me and he goes thanks for holding the door for me and i was like dude i didn't know you were even there so, also, don't be rude if someone doesn't hold the door for you. Maybe they didn't see you. Yeah. All right. I appreciate the call, man. We got a lot of text calling in on this one right here. A lot of text, a lot of calls coming in. Unwritten rules in society. We'll get to more calls and texts next. Hey, I uh, just want to let you know one of my unwritten rules yes. is when I go out to eat, um, I stack my dirty dishes and trash for the waiter or waitress. Oh, Now, do waiters and waitresses like that? Because I heard one time that they don't like that. I'm not sure I know everybody that that I've ever encountered. They always are like, wow, thank you for doing that. Okay. So I definitely try to do that. I definitely want the server's job to be as easy as possible when they're waiting on me, at least. Yep. To try and make up for everybody else who's super rude. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. Thank you for the call. Thanks. Bye. We got some text coming in, too. 320-656-9453. I like Rachel's. If you go out to the beer fridge or into the kitchen, you always ask if anybody else needs something. That's a big one in our family because sometimes I'll forget and I'll just grab a beer out of the fridge and everyone else will be like, hey, I'm sitting over here thirsty, too. Christina says giving your seat up to someone who is older than you and it doesn't matter how much older that person is, you give your seat up. That's a good one, Christina. Uh, Emily says sending thank you cards for wedding gifts or baby showers. I feel like that's dying. I will say that my wife and I were guilty of that. When we got married, now, in my defense, I lost my job like a like a week after we had gotten married. So our lives were kind of topsy-turvy at the time. But you could also use the logic. We had plenty of time to sit down and write out thank you cards because I didn't have a job at the time. Taylor says, unwritten rule. When paying with cash, hand the money to the clerk instead of just making her, instead of throwing it down on the counter. Yeah, that just would be downright rude right there. You said you got one. Hello. Hey, Kelly. Good morning. Hey. Hey, I have a unwritten rule that I think should be an unwritten rule. All right, what's up? Um, so anytime you're like either hanging out with people or even just walking down the hallway or with your coworkers, put the phone down. Oh yes. You know, like you see people walking down the hallway and they're sitting there on the phone. You try to engage or say hi, and they just don't even say anything and walk right by you. And 
Now, Same thing with like just anything. Like you're out with your friends, and it's like just put the phone down. The people that are important are with you. Yeah, my boss, and I love my boss to death, but he is terrible at this. Like, well, I'll be in the middle of a conversation with him, and I'll be like, yeah, dude, so I think the show is going to start to sound better. And he'll pick up his phone and just look at it. I'm like, dude, I was literally in the yeah. middle of a sentence right there. <laughs> we had I had an old boss who would be in the middle of a meeting, and she she would pick up her phone call from her husband. Oh, man. <laughs> We're all just sitting there dumbfounded. Like, uh. like, how do some people just not get it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good one. Definitely put the phone down. <laughs> Kelly Jordan. All right, coming up next, we got, uh, but we got a lot of stuff on the way. Are you afraid of spiders? If you are, you probably don't want to use this lotion anymore. This is a crazy story I got coming up. But before we do that, all right, you are now inside the golden ring of games. Let me go ahead and spin this bad boy and see what we end up with today. Oh, we haven't done this one in a little while. Wrap it up. Now, this is where I take a country song, I turn it into a rap song, and you have to try and figure out what it is. And I will tell you, today's is a little bit tough, so if no one gets it, I will not be surprised today. But here is the country song I turned into a rap song. So I think maybe the beginning of it gives it away, hopefully. Look, if no one calls, I will not be shocked. But this is the song, real quick. I worked all week, cleaned up, clean cut, and clean shade. I got the cover. I'm also not sure how big of a hit this song was, so maybe no one knows what the hell it is. And uh, But we'll see. It's the Golden Ring of Games. Let's wrap it up. If you know what song that is, you can jump on the phone no matter where you're listening right now. We are in the middle of the Golden Ring of Games. And we are playing Wrap It Up this morning. I believe we have Katie on the phone who's ready to play. Katie, what are you up to this morning? I'm actually heading down to the city to transfer my dog to another emergency vet. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. That sounds... Yeah. Are they okay? Um, yes, they just don't have her blood type at the clinic she's at right now. So oh, we okay. Well, hey, Katie, I'm going to play you today's Wrap It Up song. You tell me what it is, okay? Okay. Here we go. Do you know what country song that is? I think so. Is it Jason L.D. and My Kind of Party? Oh, you got it! <laughs> yes! I can't believe somebody actually knew what that was. I was like, I was like, this sucks. Like, There's no way anyone's going to get what this is. That is amazing. Well, Katie, even as you transfer your dog to a new emergency vet, you did it this morning. You won the Golden Ring of Games. Yay! Thank you. 
Kelly Jordan. Well, I started out the show this morning. I was talking about just random road trips. Do you ever just take one just because you kind of want to see something in this country? Got a lot of cool texts about this one. Even someone who went to the bar I was talking about. This is kind of a bonus track, I guess. It's the first break of the day. It's at the end of the podcast. With Kelly Jordan. I was thinking about something this morning I wanted to bring up, and I want to find out. 320-656-9453. That's the phone number to text in. Have you ever taken a road trip for absolutely no reason? And by that, I mean, like, not to see family, not to, like, go to Disneyland or anything like that. But there was just something that you wanted to see, so you decided to take a road trip. You know, at about 8.40 in the morning on the show, we do this thing called Maybe It's Just Me, where I bring up things to the show where I find interesting that maybe a lot of other folks don't. Well, a couple weeks ago, I brought up this thing about, and I believe it's pronounced Monowee, Monowee, Nebraska, or Monowee, Nebraska, whatever. It's the smallest town in the United States. It only has one resident in the whole town. And she owns a bar there or a pub that she opens every day. Well, for some reason, I became obsessed with this town after doing Maybe It's Just Me. And I thought, man, I would love to go there. So I was watching YouTube videos about it and stuff like that. And so, and this woman, this 90-year-old woman who is the only resident of Monowee, Nebraska, opens up her pub every single day. They, she opens up a library. The library is filled with books that her husband read. She lost her husband something like, I don't know, like 20 years ago or something like that. And so she has this library in town and a pub. And I learned that Monowee, Nebraska is only, and I know I'm mispronouncing it, I can't remember how they pronounced it in the video, but I learned it's only six hours from here. And I told my wife, I was like, what if when the weather warms up, we hop in the car and we take a trip to Monowee, Nebraska, and we meet this 90-year-old woman and we sit at her bar, we, we sit at her bar and we have a drink? Because when they did the, when the this guy, I've been watching a lot of these YouTube videos now where someone will be like, I took a ride on the world's most expensive train or things like that. You know what I mean? Just like, or I flew on the cheapest airline. And then one of the videos was I took a trip to Monowee, Nebraska to meet Elise. And I thought, man, that would be so cool because like her bar becomes this meeting place in the middle of the day. And she just kind of hangs out with everybody. She'll make you something to eat if you want it. She's got popcorn, of course, as every small town bar should have. And I was telling my wife, what if we just took like a three-day weekend and went out and met this lady? And my, wi- or, and my wife is just not on board with that at all. So I'm, I'm seriously thinking about taking a six- to seven-hour road trip by myself just because I want to meet this Elsie, Elsie Eiler, I believe is her name. But I'm having a hard time getting my wife to go along with it. So I was wondering, does anybody just take a long road trip? just to see something like that? It wasn't to see the Grand Canyon or... What the mountains? I don't know the the badlands, uh, anything's like that. I think that I just I think that it would just be cool to do that. Uh, Kayla says yes. Drove to Kansas City for barbecue, and then here's the thing though, Kayla, did you just turn around and come back? Because I'm thinking, okay, a six hour drive, seven hour drive. If I left at say three in the morning or maybe four in the morning, I'd be there by ten o'clock in the morning. I could take a look around the town of one person. Have a you know a beer or two at her at her establishment, and then turn around and drive home. You know, I'm not going to sit there and get drunk and drive home, obviously, but have a couple of beers, hang out with Elsie, and I could maybe be home by like midnight the same day. Like I could make this a one day at most, maybe a two day trip.
Uh, let's see. Missy says, road trip sounds awesome. My family does it often. And I feel like I feel like a six-hour trip is about the most that you can do and do it in one weekend. Like, when I was a kid, we used to go – well, not a kid. When I was in my early 20s, we used to go to Chicago all the time. Me and my friends, you know, we were growing up in Minneapolis, and I, I, we loved Chicago. And that was about a six-hour trip. And it was a, it was a, a bit of a weekend – a bit of a weekend jaunt, but we would do it. Uh, Jack says, how do you spell that town? Jack, the town is spelled M-O-N-W-I. No, M-O-N-O-W-I. Monowi. Monowi. <laughs> Laura says, if she's 90, you better do it quick. Well, uh, Laura, honestly, I thought that. I thought, man, this, this woman isn't going to be around long, and I'm going to miss my opportunity to go sit at her bar and have a drink. So I was like, I, I'm trying to get my wife to do it. She's just, my wife just isn't really into those things. She didn't grow up with the great family road trip or anything like that. I did. Well, actually, no, I didn't. Our road trips consisted of Minneapolis to Latimer, Iowa, and then back home. And my dad would get about a, my dad would get about a sixer in between Minneapolis and Latimer, Iowa. We had to stop at every single, uh, we had to stop at every single rest area. I, actually, I wonder. I I seriously wonder, and, and you know, this is back in the in the eighties. I wonder how many beers my dad had between Minneapolis and Latimer, Iowa, because I remember we would stop, and then like my brothers would, and I would go play on the jungle gym or whatever. And I felt like we were there for an hour. I bet you my dad knocked down about three beers every rest area, and it was funny because now when I take that trip to Latimer, Iowa. Like when we drive to Texas and stuff, we go through that area. It's literally like two hours away, but it would take us almost four, four and a half hours to get there because dad had to stop and get his get his drinks in. Uh, let's see. Ryan says during COVID, we did it all the time, mainly get the kids out of the house. Yeah, absolutely. We did that, too. We took a spontaneous trip to Texas just to get the kids out of the house. Let's see. My husband was at that bar while hunting, Laura, for real. And he met that lady. He said she's a character. You should go. Laura, you just, man, you just said it. I- I'm going to do that. Your husband was actually there. W- was it cool? Was it was it fun? What what was it all about? Yeah, let me know on that one. But either way, the, the great family road trip. What does this one say? Mary says, my kids and I do this often. Just point at the map, pick a place, and go. Oh, I wish we would do that. My family would not be my family would not be down for that. They would be complaining and whining the entire time. It, it would be it would be my family just I don't know. I'm a I'm an anomaly in my family. I like to do a lot of stuff that they don't, but they also hey fair enough, they like to do a lot of stuff that I don't too, like go shopping constantly. I hate that. All right, let's do some history, shall we? I did not think that I would get a text this morning from someone who is actually at that bar. Becky says, I do road trips by myself, excuse me, do road trips by myself to destinations unknown often. You know what one of the best, well, this sounds weird to say, one of the best road trips I ever had is uh, my dad, my dad passed away of lung cancer, um, I guess we're coming up on about eight years ago, and I knew this was going to be the last time I was going to see him, and so I took a road trip from Austin, Texas, where I was living at the time, to Minneapolis, where he was at the VA, and it was one of the most, I, I think maybe it's because of the reason that I was coming up here. Maybe that's kind of why it felt a little bit different. But I just, like, I remember what the sky looked like on that trip. And I just remember being by myself, listening to the music that I wanted to listen to, stopping when I wanted to stop, not when everybody else wanted to stop. And it was just, I, I really think I could do this road trip on my own. And maybe maybe this summer, I'll take a three-day weekend and do it. I could, <laughs> trust me, I could use some time to unwind. All right, let's do some history real quick. It was on this day back in 1936. 
this was the number one song, and how did we know? Well, because Billboard magazine published its first pop music charts. This is what pop music used to be. Now we have songs like WAP, and that used to be what pop music was, and we found that out back in 1936. A uh, big day for Minnesotans on this day back in 1999. They told me we want to hear from your heart and we want to hear from your soul. So that's what you're going to get today. I'm not changing. Jesse Ventura was sworn in as the governor of Minnesota. And I was too young back in 1999. I don't know if he was a good governor or not. I don't, I have absolutely no clue if he was even a good governor. I'm sure 50% of the people would say, yeah, he was a great governor. And I'm sure the other 50% would say, no, he was a terrible governor. I do remember, I think I was, how old was I in 1999? 18? I can't even remember now. But I do remember getting some kind of refund check. That's all I remember. And it was like $400. And at 18, I thought, man, I just hit a lick. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm calling in sick to work the next week. Uh, in 2020, I bet you didn't think you were going to hear this song anymore this year. Well, I play it to tell you that in 2020 on this day, Mariah Carey becomes the first artist to top the Hot 100 in four different decades when All I Want for Christmas is You stays at number one for a third week. Which is weird, because that's after you would think after Christmas, man, that thing would just absolutely plummet. I guess it was probably going off the spins that it got at Christmas time, though. And uh, birthdays today, not really anything. The only birthday I saw that you might even know, or even who I know who it was, was... That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. I gotta be honest with you. I know REM, a lot of people are super... It's one of those bands that people are super passionate about. I have never understood the appeal of R.E.M. But anyway, their lead singer, Michael Stipe, is celebrating his birthday today. And if you guessed that he was 64 years old, you'll be directly on the money with that one.